0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of my podcast. My name is Sam Jonas your host and I am a podcaster out of Brownsville, Texas and I want to thank y'all so much for coming by today and taking a few minutes just to listen to my podcast and um, if you caught last week's episode um, I did give you a brief introduction of who I am, a few things that I've been through and, of course, the introduction of um, work and how I started working and how I got to this point. So I did mention at the end of last week's episode what this episode would be. However, being that I did decide to change the content on it, I'm actually going to save that episode for another day. The reason being is because I do want to have an expert present with me, because I do have some ideas that I'd like to talk about on that episode, and I do want to make sure that I have someone present. So anyhow, so uh, first of all, I did say first of all, (laughs) anyhow, first of all, good morning, Uh, As always, because of course, as uh, you all do know, I do record these podcasts very early in the morning. And uh, usually the environment is in my bedroom, uh, usually at about 5 in the morning. And by the time I get the podcast edited and up, it's usually around 6 in the morning. So anyhow, so today I'm going to be talking to y'all about what happens when your faith is challenged and how you deal with that faith. Now, I'm expecting that this episode is going to last anywhere between 18 and maybe 24 minutes today. I could be off a few minutes uh, on where it's going to last or um, from the beginning and then the maximum time it's going to last. So if it's less than 18 minutes, you know, Hopefully, you guys don't mind my voice today. If uh, it's greater than 24 minutes, hopefully, you guys don't mind my voice today. So, anyhow, I'm going to go ahead and tell you all a little story. Um, As I I believe I mentioned on the last video, I am the product of divorced parents. And over the last, I'm going to say, three months, my... um, My father and I had been getting along earlier this year. We were cool. We would talk. And then all of a sudden one day, uh, just because of one phone call, all of that came to an end. And when that happened, you know, he blamed a lot of it on me. And it's like I always got the blame for everything you know, growing up I got the blame for the reason why he and my mom got divorced. I got the blame for a lot of things as a child. And it caused me to lose a lot of faith. You know, I thought, well, what did I do wrong? You know? Why is it that I, you know, the child, you know, am getting blamed for every little thing that went wrong in my parents' marriage, that went wrong in their lives, that went wrong in, you know, what happened? That was my question. And I was just like, This isn't fair. You know. I love both my parents. And. I want to be a part of both their lives. But. Why. Am I being accused of things. So I had to go back. And start to question. About. About faith. And. For a long time, at the beginning of the divorce, I was lost. Now, my parents did have two divorces. The first divorce occurred when I was a young child, age 10. And my mom, of course, had custody. And she... um. She moved in to my grandparents' house and had custody and everything was working great. About a year and a half after the marriage had, um, dissolved, her and my father got back together. And it's not that I blame her for them getting back together. I don't blame her what I... I I regret going with them now. But, I mean... Out of all the regret that I have today... I don't know where to begin. So... I want to fast forward to present day... And tell you the the, the situation that's going on. So... Recently, this whole entire year up to the middle of October, my father and I were getting along very well. And everything was going great. He had some work. He's, an, he's a licensed air conditioning technician. He'd call me and asked me to go to work with him. So I'd go to work with him, he'd pay me, you know, and it would, it would work. And it was also a good little bit of extra income while I was waiting to go back to work. Well, we had a little, a small little fallout, he wouldn't call me for a few weeks to go to work, and then he started calling me again because he knew I needed some money. And then I called him and reminded him like, hey, you know, call me, I need some work, so then he called, he called me and offered me work, and, you know, I accepted, and, you know, and things were fine again, you know, it's like we were, we were okay, and that lasted for about another five or six weeks, until, you know, there's always that, that one little cockroach in your house that you can not get rid of, it's probably like in your house. It's probably in my house. Uh, it's in anybody's house. It's just that one little cockroach you can't get rid of, and you're trying, you, know, you know, it's there. And it comes in the form of a person, okay? And there's this family friend. She had had breast cancer. Uh, she was diagnosed back in, at the end of 2014 with stage one. So my mom takes her in. And let me tell you, that was the worst mistake my mother had ever done. And I told my mom, Mom, what are you doing? And she was like, nothing, you know, I'm. she needs help. I said, Mom, no, no. No, you do not know what you're getting yourself into all the stress it's gonna cause you all the aggravation i said and the next thing you know mom you know she's gonna be causing problems with your marriage problems with your kids and all this stuff and sure enough i was right because when i told her this you know i wasn't trying to tell her with any type of malintent i was telling her because I saw the potential that her friend quote unquote was was a dangerous person anyhow, so we'll fast forward a few months out that she brought this friend into her home. she got the surgery. And then had this boyfriend that solicited my brother's then-girlfriend for oral intercourse. Then, that night, had my brother stabbed. And to this day, my brother's ex-girlfriend denies it. Okay? So... I don't know what to believe, so that caused an estrangement between me and my brother because I was getting real tired of hearing you know negative stuff about my brother, so there was some estrangement there. Then we had a i told my I told my mom, cut her off, mom, she's not the right person for you.' So, I told my mom that, you know, if if you don't cut her off, mom, I can't talk to you. I can't be your friend. I can't... We can't have a relationship. And mom didn't think I was serious until the day I um, didn't answer a phone call that was real important to her. So... It happened, and I remember the next day going and talking to the priest and saying, this happened, and I don't have any regret or remorse for what I did. And he was like, you need to get well with yourself, for right with yourself first. And I was like, okay, Father. I was like, well, what can I have for penance? You know, this was in a confessional. He said, go ahead and go and say, our Father... say say in our father and continue to pray for your mom. And I did. And then a couple weeks later it turns out that I proved mom right that this friend was just dangerous to her. So now let's fast forward three years. Okay. And this friend all of a sudden shows up in Austin where my mom lives. And my mom tells this friend's boyfriend that he can do much better. And sends, my mom sends a Facebook message. And, you know, instead of my mom, or I shouldn't say my mom, instead of this chick, this... I'm sorry, there's no other way to put it, but this whore or this woman or this cunt calling my stepfather and saying, you know, your wife is communicating with my boyfriend. I don't know what's going on. she chooses to call my father causes this big whirlwind Okay, I had been traveling to Austin early that early the morning that all this went down and it set me into one of the worst worst nightmares that I never want To relive again. I. For weeks. I'll never forget when this started. October 21st. I was in a shell. I was fighting with everybody. From my grandparents. To my dad. My stepfather. My best friend. You know, and anything anybody told me, I was sensitive. And I just remember this one day I started crying. I was in my bedroom and I just broke down in tears. I was crying. You know, I'd kind of given up on my faith a little bit. And that was fine. You know, I was just like, You know, I was ready to end it all that day. You know, I remember just praying that I would fall asleep and that my life would end. So I woke up the next morning and I was like, okay, I'm still here. It's not, I was like, okay, maybe the next night. So I started getting taking, you know, a little more heavier of my pills. I talked to my therapist about it. And as it turned out, I was just relaxing myself a lot more and keeping myself numb. So, I went back to church and I went to the Basilica in San Juan, Texas. And finally, I went to a confession and I spoke with this priest who he was just reading me and he was like you're a very giving person you love your heart's been broken and all this stuff and he was and I'm like yes and he was like you have a lot of unanswered questions don't you and I'm like yes And when he told me that, I was like, I I just felt the sense of relief that someone could read what was going on in my life. He was like, okay, well, I'm going to help you today. And it was one of the most powerful confessions, one of the most... Blessed confessions I had ever received. Okay. This one particular priest. He had this cloth. That came from Medjugorje. And he was like son come here for a second. And he was like I know you're in so much pain right now. But I have this cloth. It's from Medjugorje. And it's a piece of the cloth that is from the shroud of Jesus. And I let him touch me and bless me with that cloth. And, you know, normally, you know, I just thought it's another cloth. But I went home that day. I was, you know, I drove the 52 miles home from San Juan. And after that confession, I was just like, Oh my God. I felt like a weight was taken off my shoulders. I could breathe. And this was right before Thanksgiving. So... My faith remained and then I finally had talked to my mom and I, my mom told me, you know, your sister keeps texting me and saying this and saying that and I do not know what to think anymore. So I was telling my sister, I mean, not my sister, but my mom, I'm like, mom, I do not understand why you continue To put yourself through all that hell and misery that my brother and my sister put you through. I said, you know, you're 54 years old. Okay. You don't deserve to be going through what you are going through, mom. And she was like, no, you're right. I said, you need to just end this all already, mom. Stop. Talking to my brother and my sister. They drag you down. They drag me down. And she was like okay. So she did that. And ever since she's been okay. So now. This past week. We had a situation where we invited. My my grandfather invited my brother and sister over. And he tried to create some peace in the family, peace between my brother, sister, and I. And I told my grandfather, you know, there's no creating peace between my brother, sister, and I. Unless you have a psychiatric professional present. And that psychiatric professional is here to mediate the situation. And he was like, no, I'm going to handle it my way. Well, as I expected, you know, because I am not a psychiatric professional, but I am someone who did study psychology. I know what needs to be done. Okay? You do not try to... You do not try... And mediate any type of an intervention unless you're a psychiatric professional. Ultimately, this particular situation blew up in his face. And I got accused for quote-unquote fucking it up. Excuse me. So anyhow... So, this week, on when my brother and sister were here and, at my house, and my, my sister says, well, we're only here to hear what you have to say. We don't care what Sammy has to say. And... You know, and I told my brother and sister, listen, y'all are going to hear what I have to say because this is my house. And if y'all don't like it, you all can leave. I I told him to leave and not come back. And, of course, later on, my grandfather said the same. And he pretty much does not want to have anything to do with his two grandchildren, which I don't blame him, you know. And I liking. I like to see that he is now putting my mother first rather than, you know, my brother and sister. So anyhow, so my faith was tested again. So this past Tuesday, I took a drive up to Santa Rosa, Texas. Um, After going to um pick some parts up for my grandfather's truck go pick some parts up for my best friend's car and i decided to go see my favorite um priest now of course you know i shouldn't call him my favorite priest because i do love all priests and all people equally but i do have this um a this, uh, very special relationship with father tom and um When he said he was leaving our congregation here in Brownsville, I cried. I cried so badly because I did not know who I was going to turn to as my spiritual leader. But Santa Rosa is only a 40-minute drive away, so I could still go and see Father Tom. And know that Father Tom is there for me. And I love Father Tom a lot. And every time I talk to him, he makes me feel good. He makes me laugh. He makes me cry. This one um, time in church, something was going on with the speakers. And I was like, what's going on there? And he comes down the aisle off the altar while he's giving his homily. And he is a big big New England Patriots fan, but he does not like the Dallas Cowboys. And I always sit at the edge of the pew and he comes and he would always come real close to where I was sitting to give his homily. I was like, "Hey, father, it's a Cowboys hoax." He was like, "Sam, I'm going to give you a penance today that you're going to regret." Of course he jokes around, and the whole congregation starts laughing and starts clapping, and I stand up, but you know that's just the relationship that Father and Tom and I have, you know and there's been there's been some times lately you know i'm thirty seven years old, and I've been thinking about you know, I'm unmarried, you know what do I do with my life? Where is my life going? And I've actually thought about maybe going to the seminary, you know, and giving my life to the church, giving my life to the people, giving my life to the Lord. But, you know, I still want to have children. I still want to have a home where I bring those children to. But it's not... Something I'm ready to do yet. So, anyhow, so Father Tom was the reason I went back to church. Now, you're probably saying, well, why did you stop going to church in the beginning? Well, the reason I stopped going to church in the beginning was Father Tom. Now I'm going to reverse the clock 17 years to June 16th, 2001. My cousin was getting married and we were filming the wedding. I was asked to film part of the wedding. And we have Father Tom on camera saying, "Uh, sir, you can't film the wedding. Okay, I'm sorry. You know, and um, there was another situation and I was just kind of like, oh my God, this guy is just, well, you can just think of the colorful language I was thinking. And then I decided to go and talk to the man that really kind of hurt me that day. And then, you know, all of a sudden I met him. You know, now we're you know, now we're talking about 13 to 14 years later, and I realized, wow, he and I have the same personality. And I've been mad all these years. I was like, what's wrong with me? You know, I mean, this is like the coolest guy. Where where has he been? So, I started the spiritual journey of, you know, finding my way back to the Lord and accepting Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And... On Sundays, I'm actually a hospitality minister at my church. And, you know, it's been a great experience ever since. And I have Father Tom to thank for that because he is just, he's been that one man of clergy who has helped me out. So after Sunday's meeting, I told my brother and sister not to step foot in our house again. I um. I told them. Um, I told my brother and sister I don't want y'all to ever come back to this house, as long as. I'm living here, and, and my grandfather was like, "Well, you don't have any right to tell them anything." Well, I own the house. Okay, I own the house. So I mean, yes, it is still my grandparents' house, but I own it. And I can tell whoever I want to come and visit whenever I want, however I want, whenever I want. So, that's pretty much how this story works. But anyhow, I, um, I think I'm going to go ahead and end today's podcast here. Um... But the end part of the podcast was my sister calls my grandfather and tells her or tells my grandfather to tell me not to go to the church of worship where she goes to. And my grandfather said, you know, you tell him that. So this past Tuesday, when I talked to Father Tom and I told him that he was like, you know, the church is not her church it's not your church it is the house of the lord and if you choose to go and practice your religion at any church you want to go to you have every right to do so so anyhow so this is where the podcast is going to end now today um i do want to encourage y'all to please visit my youtube channel um I'll put, I don't know if I've put a link in the description yet. If I haven't, I will put it on uh, this episode. And um, also, don't forget that if you are in the Brownsville, Texas area, to please go by Chino's Barbershop at 1200 Central Boulevard, Suite A2 in Brownsville, Texas. The phone number, of course, is area code 956-465-6435. And, um, again, if you liked what you heard today, please come back for next week's episode. Um, I do want to talk about the situations going on with that 22-year-old adult. And, uh, hopefully I can get some input. I may even have a guest. I do know that, let's see, today we are December 7th, so the 14th, the 21st. We will be having an episode where we will be talking about uh, the benefits of THC. And I'm hoping to have a couple of guests available. Um, I w- uh, That one might not be recorded as early as I record this podcast, but I do encourage y'all to come by and listen to my podcasts. Uh, please share them with your friends. And I'm going to go ahead and close out my YouTube i'm sorry my podcast the way i close out my youtube videos uh just saying you know don't forget to leave a like if you enjoyed this podcast share with your friends please subscribe if you're new and until the next one i just want to say everybody have a great day god bless y'all on all your endeavors on a daily basis remember to always put god first um And you're great. So uh, thank you so much for listening. And you all have a blessed week. And I'll talk to you all next week.